Hello, and welcome to an alphabet-busting episode of We Only Look Thin. I am 50% of We Only Look Thin. My name is Donald Weigel, and I have lost just over 100 pounds. Hey there, and I am Catherine Weigel, and I am 75% of We Only... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good at math. Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. I have lost 150 plus pounds, and I am the other half of 75% of We Only Look Thin. Hey there. You're 75% because you give 125% effort, and I... I'm just at 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's math, uh, and we're not going to talk about that today. What are we going to talk about today? Hi. Hi. We are going to talk about the fact that there is no I in quit. Alphabet. Alphabet fighting episode. Boom. Yes. Um, there is no I in quit, and we're also going to give you a tip of the week, which is seasonal. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. And then we've got a great product of the week, possibly the granddaddy of all weight loss products that have helped to change my life, the Fitbit. Boom. We already just told them. The episode's over. Uh, we're, uh, <laughs> we're knocking down the Oxford Dictionary today. We're changing the spelling of things Yeah. Uh, with, with quitting. But uh, why don't we start out with a little bit of an update? I feel like we should have like a do 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 like when they do a news break. Yes. Um, exactly. So uh, for for you fine listeners out there who have been following us from the beginning, you know that earlier this year we talked to Kate uh, about her weight loss journey. Um, if you recall, she, uh, a couple of years ago, was featured on the Today Show. and um, Yeah, at that point she had lost like 100 pounds. She'd lost 100 pounds, uh, came through uh, sort of a finish liney ticker tape thing. Uh, and was on television, which must have been nice. Um, and then she kind of did some backsliding and uh, had put on some weight. And last February, she talked to us. She came on the show. Yeah, and, not too long after we started the podcast. Yeah, and she started sharing her journey. Um, and you might have noticed uh, we had done about maybe five or six episodes with her uh, following her journey. And then we have not done any since then. Uh, we kind of went quiet on it. And we've got a lot of questions from listeners uh, and uh, Facebook uh, fans about where Kate has gone. So we wanted to give you a little bit of an update, uh, which I guess I will do. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we wanted to share, which I think uh, hopefully everyone knows, that this weight loss journey is not a guarantee. It is not uh, set in stone. It is not linear. And it does not always go as planned. Yeah, and part of the reason that we, that we you know, the name of the show is We Only Look Thin is because we're still the same people inside. And, like, I am very aware that this could all go away at any moment. Like, I I feel like, you know, as, as much as we've accomplished, as much as we are inspirational to others, um, the... You know, I know that my grasp on this is uh, is tenuous and could possibly be fleeting, and I hope it's not. Um, but it, you know, it has happened before. Yeah, and so um, Kate has taken a break from uh, sharing her struggles and her successes publicly. Um, she is taking a break from weight loss right now. And I just want to make it clear that um, we're we're still talking to Kate and we're still uh, we're still connected. But 
while we were talking to Kate, there were some people who were jealous of the progress that she was making. Yes, or, they might have said things such as and including, must be nice. Must be nice. Um, because when we see someone's success, uh, whether they've lost a few pounds or it seems like they've got it all together, it seems like it's fixed, that it's you know just set in stone that it's going to keep happening. And... Um, I think people feel threatened by other people's success. Um, some people might feel threatened by uh, the success that Donald and I have had. But I want to oh, make please don't feel threatened by that. <laughs> but I want to make it clear that this is a constant vigilant fight for Donald and I. Like we have to, we had to start a podcast to yeah. stay present and accountable. Yeah, for sure. And with Kate. Um, she she knows that we were going to be talking about her on the episode, so it's it's we're not speaking out of churn. But this is a constant lifetime battle for us, and uh, we are respecting uh, Kate in wanting to step back from from the limelight of uh, we only look thin. Um, but we appreciate everyone reaching out and asking how she's doing, um, and uh, hopefully uh, Kate will continue her her journey. Uh, and uh, we are here to support her and everyone else out here in our fine listening audience. Um, we sure are because this is not uh, this is not guaranteed. This is a, a a constant vigilant fight for us. No, I mean last uh, Sunday I um I had some time to watch some football uh by myself and I thought it would be a good idea to have a beer uh, while I was watching said football and. I don't know what happened, but it triggered something, and I was off to the races with food, and I, you know, thankfully have built up all of these habits over time, and, you know, was able to get right back on it the next day, but I felt like I had an out-of-body experience, like I was possessed by a demon that could only be satisfied with chocolate. (laughs) You know how it is, those those old stories. That was what The Exorcist was about, right? Yeah, it was exactly about that. Um, So... I struggle too, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit with uh, with the change of the season and the tip of the week. Um, tip of the week to you. But to to conclude about Kate, um, we are are still supporting her journey privately. Um, please stay in your own lane. Uh, we we've talked about it before that that this is not guaranteed, and it's the boring habits that we put in place that make this success. If we see someone else who seems to be doing a great job, it doesn't mean that that's going to last forever. So, um, so we're keeping it real. We're keeping it. Uh, I don't know. Is that depressing or is that just real life? It's just real life. It's just real life. Or maybe it's also depressing. It's maybe also <laughs> that. Um, so. Uh, so why don't we take it over to the tip of the week? Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. Um, so the tip of the week is to adjust your habits for the change of seasons. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining smelling pumpkin spice. Um, yeah. But uh, we have we have listeners in the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere. And uh, my grandmother always used to change out her wardrobe and her bed linens uh, at the change of the seasons, uh, which I thought was crazy town. Um, No white after Labor Day. But uh, we found in uh, October, we were hyper-focused on um, people not overindulging in Halloween treats. But 
a few days after Halloween was uh, the time change. And we found that a lot of people actually had a lot of struggle with the time change, whether it was uh, overeating, not working out because it was dark out. Yeah, getting dark earlier, um, you know, being dark when they wake up, etc. And um, I think it's really important and it's something, you know, that we don't have locked in place, but to have a different set of habits for different seasons of your life, whether that's an emotional season or a literal season. Um, it being super dark uh, might affect your ability to go out and walk in the morning. Yeah, and we, we do our morning walks. And look, we live in Southern California, so we are spoiled. Uh, <laughs> you know, But it has gotten down into the, oh my goodness, there are gonna, people are going to roll their eyes right now. It has gotten down into the you know high 40s in the morning when we normally do our walks. And, and, and guess what we started doing? We started rebounding inside. Watching television. Watching television catching up on the handmaid's tale which is a fun fest super super fun and inspiring (laughs) show not at all um but be okay with changing your habits based on the season if it is snowing where you are and going out for a walk is not going to work do one of those walking with Leslie videos inside. Um, last year... Yeah, or the fitness marshal. Yeah. A few years ago, we actually walked at the mall because we didn't know about rebounders at the time. And uh, sure, it was us and a bunch of 90-year-olds walking the mall. <laughs> um, but we adjusted our habit to... Yeah, we were like the youngest walkers in the it mall. Was very, and they we, were all we very... we are not spring chickens we ourselves. We were so fast compared to those. <laughs> what is it? I know what an octogenarian is. They're a knock. Is that a 90-year-old? Probably. If you're a 90-year-old listening, what do you want to be called? I don't have a degree in naming numbers. I have a 94-year-old grandmother. I should ask her what she wants to be called. Yeah. Uh, So change your habits. (laughs) Probably Graham. Yeah, her name's Graham. Uh, Grammy. Uh, Change your habits based on the season. What... uh, what exercise works for you in the summer? What works for you in the winter? And like even the foods I've been eating, I've been eating a lot more like, you know, comforty soups kind of like, you know, still low calorie things that fit into my plan. But, you know, I've been working in a lot more soup lately than I would typically do in the summer. And I, in the summer, was making these big pitchers of delicious frosty lemon uh, mint waters and frankly, I am not drinking much water right now because it is it is as low as 65 degrees right now. It's yeah. so cold. <laughs> but I've been drinking a lot of hot tea, and I don't see it as a failure. I see it as just an adjustment for the season and what works. So uh, the, the foods that are available in summer, the kinds of foods you want to eat in summer might be different than winter. So come up with a plan for yourself. Don't see it as a failure. Don't see it as you know, like, oh, gosh, there's something wrong with me. Um, adjust your habits to fit the season, uh, to, to fit how much light there is. Uh, if you don't want to eat cold foods right now, stick to some warm soups. Donald mentioned soup. Mm, is that a product? Soup. Is, is is soup going to be a product of the week? It sure should be. Boy, we are our listenership is dropping right now. So <laughs> so be 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 a student of your surroundings, your environment, uh, and what you feel like doing. Uh, stick to cozy behaviors in the winter. And that's your tip of the week. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you too. Tip. Wait, top? <laughs> Tau. Tau. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I got to write this stuff it, down. This is an episode about how we can't spell, apparently. No. Yeah. Speaking of spelling, we're going over to topic two now. Yes, the main gist of the episode. There is no I in quit. There is no I in quit. So, Donald, 
you are a lifetime quitter. You spent many years <laughs> quitting. Um, honestly, I mean, I know I'm snarky all the time. What did quitting look to you? Well, and specifically, we're talking about, like you. about weight loss. And what quitting looked like to me was I would, um, I would get har- hardcore for a little while and lose some weight. I would go on a, an extreme diet plan. I would um, get all psyched up and, and go to a gym a bunch of days a week. And um, eventually, I would get tired of it, and I would just give up. And I would go back to the habits that I had before, and I would put on more weight. Um, sometimes I I lost the, I lost some weight while I was you know quote unquote hardcore. Um, sometimes I didn't lose much, and every time I quit, though, I would go back up the scale or just up the scale. That doesn't seem fair. No, no. <laughs> you know what? It's not fair. Stupid, not fair stuff. Yeah. So nothing about this is about fairness. It's about habits and how your body reacts to food and uh, movement or lack thereof. And I quit my way. I was I was talking to Donald about it earlier today because we talk not on the air also. Um, <laughs> the first time I started Weight Watchers, I was 200 pounds. Um, I would do Weight Watchers for a while. I would feel like you know, I was sticking to the plan, like Donald said, then I would have a super overindulgent weekend where I didn't track my points, I would be afraid to go back to Weight Watchers because I didn't want the shame of accountability of being up on the scale. So as revenge, I would just stop going to Weight Watchers. And I would go back to my old habits. But not only would I go back to my old habits, I would like revenge yeah, eat. go back like, with a vengeance. Like, and, and like we both had a, an all or nothing mindset. Like I felt like as if I wasn't doing everything I could do to lose weight, then I shouldn't do anything. And and sometimes I just just didn't feel like doing anything, so I would do absolutely nothing and, you know, just punish myself. Well, and look, we did an episode, weight loss is stupid and we hate it sometimes. And knowing that it's not always going to be a, a perfect path, a perfect straight line to success has been really helpful. But we we are working uh, with an accountability group right now, and as with a lot of things in life, there's this gung-ho, you know, everything's going great beginning. Like your suit, like the first day of school, you're super excited, you've got fresh notebooks, you've got fresh pens, your backpack's all organized, yeah. and you've got like, nothing but ambition. And then uh, the, the Thanksgiving holidays come around, and you find out that you're failing out of four classes, and you just want to give up altogether. <laughs> um and I quit my way uh, on Weight Watchers uh, up to 300 pounds. I would quit. I would revenge eat uh, to to numb the pain yeah, of it. I, I didn't just quit Weight Watchers multiple times and go back. I quit Atkins multiple times. I, you know, I tried all kinds of things. I did and quit personal trainers. I shake meal shake diets. Yeah. And we, you know going sort of back to 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 Kate's situation um and our accountability group this is a long process this is a practice this is something that you can't escape you literally cannot quit yourself <laughs> i yeah. can't quit you yeah and- because you're you and like I, Catherine doesn't know this, but um, I just before we started recording, I got this notice from Google Photos um, about you know th- look at this day eight years ago. It was photos from today, exactly eight years ago, 
and it was almost entirely photos of you and I, like there were, we were drinking beer and then later we're drinking wine. And then there's a photo with two like full size pizzas in front of each of us. Oh, I think boy. we were in Santa Barbara. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Like, yeah. We used to get his and hers pizzas. Each got like a full size, like not a personal pizza, not like a little eight inch, like, you know human no, pizza, we got... but like a real pizza in front of each one of us as we were eating. Why were we 300 pounds? Yeah, it's, it's a, a mystery. mystery. Um, but what does no I and quit mean? Well, Catherine already started to say it. You, What are you quitting? Like, Where are you going? Are you, you quitting life? Are you, you know, are you just giving up on health? Are you giving up on, you know, your goals? Like, like where are you going, you know? You're basically like handcuffed to your habits. Like. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, to, to piggyback on that, you know, there are a lot, you know, and there are, there are many people who are just done, who just don't want to confront their choices, who don't want to uh, deal with their boundary issues. Uh, they don't want to stop emotional eating. And the idea of quitting is... It, like it doesn't actually exist because you cannot quit yourself and you cannot run away from yourself. It's not like quitting a job. It's not like yeah, you know like, selling your car. Like in Midnight Run, like you are chained to the bad guy that you have to protect to get him into witness protection, and that bad guy is yourself. Is yourself. <laughs> you well, can't like you can't unhandcuff yourself from your choices and your decisions. Like. They are with you all the time. Well, and didn't in Peter Pan, didn't his shadow do its own thing and like he got into fights with it or put it in a jar or something? I don't know. It's been a very long time since I've seen Peter Pan. I don't remember that, but, but um, probably. But it's like your habits or quitting weight loss is like trying to, you know, quit having a shadow. Yeah, you're not in like a tag team wrestling match where like you can suddenly just tap out and have your partner come in and take over doing life for you. Like your life is your life and you're doing it. Well, and I think too, you know, the the purpose of this episode is to sort of really examine what quitting is. Like, what does that look like? What, where has that gotten you in the past? Because for me, quitting in the past was doing something super diligently, deciding it was too much, that I hated it, that I was miserable, um, and that it wasn't fair. I made myself the victim of taking care of myself. It, it seemed like too much. So as revenge, I would stop going to the gym. We would start getting takeout again every other night. Oh, yeah. I would blame circumstance. I would blame my job. I would blame the weather. I would blame stress. I would blame family for not being the the perfect alignment of uh, my life. So I would just say, I can't do it. It's too much. And it was it was basically like creating all of these excuses to to, you know, divest ourselves of responsibility for our own actions. Well, and justify like, oh, I just, I can't do it. It's the holidays. Like, I just gained 15 pounds at the holidays. What am I going to do about it? And, 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 you know, we spent, you know, we spent decades doing this, like literal decades doing it, like 30 years doing it. And like, I, I, am, I promise you that if Catherine and I can turn it around, you can too. I promise you you have it in you to do it well and 
I think the thing that has changed in this process and something that is a bummer is that... (laughs) We really are bummers. We are bummers. Maintenance is virtually the same. Yeah, I'm basically doing the same stuff I was doing before. losing weight. I mean, you know, nobody's going to cry for me. And um, I've, I've had an opportunity to work on other aspects of my life now that I've, you know quote unquote, gotten my weight under control. Um, but still, I'm doing the same stuff. I'm still doing the the walks. I'm still counting the calories. And, you know, it, it's become about building up those habits over time so that it just becomes part of my life rather than I'm quitting and starting something new. Well, and going back to the maintenance being the same as losing, I think once I realized I was stuck with myself, like this is my actual life and I am an actual grown up and hard challenges are still going to come my way and there's never going to be this perfect part of my life where everything opens up and I can just focus on myself. Like I have to fight for myself every day. I have to fight for my habits every day. And when I realized that there was nowhere to go, that I was stuck with my shadow, that I was handcuffed to my own self, that I was in my own get along shirt, like Yeah. You've you've seen that meme online where the parent put the two siblings in the in the shirt. In the like, giant shirt. In the giant shirt that says this is our get along shirt and if you haven't seen it um you know google it it's kind of funny and possibly child abuse maybe also but like (laughs) where are you going you you quit yourself like suddenly you have to get your own get along shirt you've got to get like you've got to put that shirt on and you've got to understand you've got to learn to get along with yourself and get along with your choices and and you know make it work well and two like if you and, and I had to consider this. I know I've talked about it in the past with being a finish line. I would lose weight to a certain point, feel like a quote unquote success. And then I would go back to my old habits. I literally thought that you hit a finish line and then suddenly you had a new metabolism and you were fixed. Yeah. And then like, boy, it must be nice that my cousin can eat whatever she wants to eat. Like, turns out... She moderates what she eats. Yeah, and, and does exercise, even when on vacation. Even when and on vacation. And I really thought that there was some switch that would flip, that I would suddenly be fixed, and I could go back to doing all of the bad things that I did in the past to get myself up to 300 pounds. And I, you know, we talked about it before, I would love for you to take a minute and really think about what quitting means and what will happen if you decide not to make your mental health and your physical health a priority and i can tell you from my own experience that when i quit in the past when i you know and again you can't quit there is no i in quit i can't quit life i can't like give up doing this um when i did it in the past i hated myself even more later. Um, I would I would just, you know, loathe the choices I made, loathe the person I had become, and it's not healthy and it's not fun. Well, and it got me, every time I quit, I would like revenge eat to make up for all the lost treats I didn't have for two, three months. Yeah, and, and who are you getting revenge on? Like, you is who you were getting revenge on. Well, and that... 
those those negative unhelpful habits are addictive they lie to you i mean we used to and i've i've said it before we would go we would wake up late after uh eating fast food or take out on friday night we would wake up late on saturday we would drive to the local diner and eat you know, a 1500 to 2000 calorie breakfast, and then be so hungover from carbs that we would come home and nap for a few hours. Like, yeah, that that was that was real. That was real. We would nap all afternoon. And then we would probably get another takeout taco situation in the afternoon. We'd get you know, we'd go to a movie and then go out to dinner. And I was lying to myself so hard. I just kept saying to myself, it was my metabolism. Like I just am not the kind of person person who can lose weight and look at all these other people eating whatever they want and and you know not being overweight and it it was me like I was it doing was it him to myself all along so that exhaustion that we felt that aching like all of the things in my late 20s and 30s that like you know, my hips hurt and my knees hurt and my feet hurt and I was tired all the time and Donald was tired all the time. Like, I thought that that's just what life was like. Yeah. I thought that that's, that was just, I need more coffee and... I mean, I hit a point in my 30s where I woke up one morning and I was tired. And so I went back to bed for a little bit <laughs> and I woke up again and I was still tired and I went back to sleep for a little bit and I woke up again and I was just... Like, 45 tired he was 45 I was just tired all the time <laughs> he was. until i was in my 40s and then you know realized that losing a bunch of weight actually like i am a new person like i am filled with energy it is amazing i used to have to take naps almost every chance he took i could naps get all the time like, every chance i could get i would have to take i couldn't really get through a saturday or sunday without a nap like and and i don't remember the last time i had to do a nap now no it was uh it it really affected our entire lives so if you if you look at what not practicing self-care looks like what does that look like do you stop taking a 10 minute break at lunch to go for a stroll outside do you stop moving your body altogether and sit on the couch and then have hips that hurt like i did do you just go out for every single meal and say screw it and then have to go out and buy new clothes because your entire wardrobe doesn't fit um there are a lot of ways to take care of yourself. And it's not on or off. It's not black or white. Um, we are, we, in all of this this quitting talk, we're going to maybe give you some suggestions uh, to, to oppose the yes, quitting. Yes, let's, uh, you know, what, what do we tell people when they really feel like giving up, when they just have nothing in them? Uh, you're stuck with yourself and there's no way I quit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you... You have a lot of options when it comes to practicing self-care. Um, we're going to do an episode uh, coming up soon about people who come in really hot, who just coming give, in hot, coming in hot. You give it your all, and you exhaust yourself, and then you quit because you just can't deal with that black and white on or off lifestyle. So your first option in quitting is to really really go back to your old habits yeah like indulge all of those 
habits that got you to where you were in the first place. And, and before you do that, I would just ask you to ask yourself, where has that gotten you? Are, are you happy with your body? Are you happy with your, your life? Um, has it, you know, gotten you to a place where you can say that you love yourself? Yeah. And look, the, the mental space that I take up with, with my, my journey, my practice, I think about my weight all day. I think about food all day. I still think about, you know, I, I think about it all the time. And I can tell you like 60 plus percent of everything we talk about like now still revolves around food and eating and weight and how we're feeling about it. And it doesn't stop. No, but it feels good to know, like we went on a six mile walk this morning. It was delightful. It was delightful. It was even delightful. though it was a chilly 52 degrees. Ooh, brisk. <laughs> um, but the, the habits that I had before got me to 300 pounds going back to the old way of living will get you back to where you were before you started trying to fight for yourself. Are you comfortable with that? Do you want to put that on your future self? Do you somehow imagine that the you of age 50 is going to be more well-equipped to manage healthy habits than the you of 45? Because I'm going to say that it gets harder to practice self-care the older that you get. Yeah, um, it sure does. I'm glad at 41 I started stopping quitting, but <laughs> like just imagine all the time that I wasted. I wasted 25 years of quitting my way up the scale, waiting for that like get thin quick scheme trying to outplay the system. Yeah, and it turns out that slow and steady wins the race. Boring. Like, that parable of the tortoise and the hare is real. Like, it's real and it's true, and it applies to weight loss. So there's there's going back to all your old habits, and then just... That's option one. Option what is option one? two? Let's give them some hope. Uh, option two is decide on some minimums. Yeah. Just decide on some rules that you're going to set for yourself, some, you know, five or 10 commandments of the way you're going to treat yourself, because you have many decades of experience of how to treat yourself poorly, and what result that gets you. Um, so there is, you know, in the past, we would go 100% on or 100% yeah, off. Yeah, let's just say you you really feel like you, you can't do this, that you can't do anything. Maybe you can just do some things so that you're not reeling into madness. Well, and and we've asked you before to be a student of yourself. We all know the things that are our downfalls. Me going and getting uh, a dozen bagels for the office because I'm benevolent. Yeah, and then eating, eating a couple on the way. three or four of them because that's how it would go. Um, so we're going to give you the 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 second option is is deciding on some minimums. Yeah, Des we we've come up with like a 10 commandments if you will of things that you might want to consider just trying some of these. Maybe not all 10 if you can't do it, but maybe you just, you know, these are the commandments that you apply to yourself so that you you don't give up entirely. And, and regardless of your denomination uh, or your, your belief system, having a set of rules for yourself can be really helpful. Um, so, Donald, why don't you start us out with, uh, with, with your first commandment? 
Thou shalt not be a victim of circumstance. What gravity. Yeah, gravity. Okay. Thou shalt not wait for your real life to start. Like, this is happening. Like, there's not going to be a perfect moment. So, thou yeah, shalt not. There's actually a really good song by Colin Hay, the singer of Men at Work, uh, called Waiting for Your Real Life to Begin. And, uh, you know, it's it's all about, you know, telling yourself, someday my real life will start and then I'm going to do this. Guess what? You're in it. Uh, thou shalt not supersize thine food. <laughs> so, like, if if you just decide that you don't want to focus on on a, on an active weight loss regimen, just don't supersize everything. Yeah, like, like if you have to go and eat fast food, maybe you get like the a kid meal portion. The kid yeah, meal is still like six seven hundred calories, and you get that wonderful toy inside. Oh, I love the toy. Um, this is a big one. Thou shalt, thou shalt not eyeball thine fatty condiment <laughs> of mayonnaise, nor butter of nut or dairy or seed. Mm. Thou shalt not, don't eyeball that. You, you know, go back, listen, that didn't go well, well for Donald. No, no, it did not. Uh, how about, thou shalt not imbibe the venti elixir of pumpkin spice. Don't go for venti, <laughs> that goes back to the supersize. Get a tall. Yeah, maybe get a tall. Or... Try something else. Try some sparkling water. There you go. Uh, thou shalt not retrieve food from windows like Yogi Bear. <laughs> you don't need to go through the fast food window every single time. If you're yeah. getting, if ninety percent of your food is being delivered to you through a window, and don't steal picnic baskets, do not from do Jello it. Stone. You are not. You are. You are not a, a fictional bear. Uh, go back, listen to the last episode on dignity. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, thou shalt not scavenge food scraps from the abandoned plates of children. You know who we're talking about here. Yeah. You don't need to be a, a trash panda and scavenge food. If your kid isn't going to eat it, like cr- crusts of bread, don't do it yourself. I mean, we had someone in, in one of our groups talk about like 10 things that they were doing that like, what do I do? Like I keep eating off my grandkids' plates. How about you don't? How about you just eat on your own plate? Yeah, how about, yeah. And the last one? Thou shalt not partake of sweets begat of Jim in accounting. (laughs) Don't eat food at work that you do not bring. Like, that is a huge trip up. Like, oh, my boss always says a candy dish. Guess what? They're trying to sabotage you. Yeah, somebody's someone, someone's special someone brings in their special homemade treats. Like, you don't have to worry about offending somebody by not eating it. Like, that is an excuse that you want to use so that you can have it. And I think, I mean, going back to, to the option one of just going back to your old life, Everything that we've mentioned in in the in the Ten Commandments of uh, is just things that you put in place, bumpers that you put in place to protect yourself from getting back up to three hundred pounds uh, or four hundred pounds, whatever whatever your limit was. We're not saying track all your calories. We're not saying um, only eat certain food groups. We're just saying put some boundaries in front of you to help, you know, uh, slow the bleeding of, of hating weight loss and thinking that it's stupid and, and quitting. The other thing, which we hammer to death, is, you know, build up some habits. Start working on sustainable, sustainable meaningful habits. Um, add them one at a time. 
I know we've said this on pretty much every episode we've done, um, so that you don't end up in a situation where you just feel like giving up on everything. Well, and it's it's not that you know this isn't easy for us either like we we have a podcast no this is a struggle every day and and i know we've both lost over 100 pounds but it doesn't stop like it's something that we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives and um the good news is that it can be done well and and sort of going back to our, our final suggestion um you know aside from just putting some bumpers in place instead of quitting you can just try to maintain your weight. That's op- option three, is just work on sticking to habits, but not trying to lose. Just if try to level pain out. If it's too painful for you, like, stay, try and stay where you are. Because, man, you know, every pound that I put on, if I had just, you know, started putting these habits in place when I was, you know, 200 pounds instead of 250 pounds, I would have thanked myself and thanked myself and thanked myself. Well, and it never, you know, when I was 200 pounds and joined Weight Watchers, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, this is going to fix me. And I went up the scale and up the scale. And if I had just tried to stay 200, I didn't know how bad it would get getting up to 300 pounds. If, you know, it's always, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But if you just stay where you are today, that is so much better and so much more a success than waking up a year from now, another 50 pounds up on the scale. I, you know, we, we talked about it before, you know, in the canary in a coal mine, um, I had uh, a mark on my Fitbit. When I first got my Fitbit, I was hardcore for two months. I lost about 10 pounds. I got a cold and I woke up a year later, 30 pounds up on the scale. (laughs) It's a mystery. I stopped wearing my Fitbit. I stopped tracking food. I went back to my old habits. Like It is no surprise to me now, looking back at it, that I put on 30 pounds. Um, When you stop monitoring, when you stop measuring, when you stop practicing those daily habits the old you is going to come back in full force and probably it will bring its friend 20 pounds with it uh <laughs> it's close personal friend well because you're pounds. you're fat like remembers and yeah. it really likes yeah, uh, untracked you, mayonnaise once you have those fat cells they they don't go away you can shrink them but uh, they're there yeah and they want to come back with a vengeance so um you can't quit yourself you, your habits, your thoughts, they all still live inside you. And you can decide to turn off what you know will make you feel better in the long run. Or you can rely on some future version of yourself that you think is magically going to happen, that is suddenly going to be motivated and perfect and have this perfect life set out, a perfect path to get you to where you want to be. I do not believe that that is going to happen. And it is the slow, sustainable, boring, unsexy habits of walking and drinking water and eating mindfully and not stuffing my face with every food presented to me in a window that, you know, has led me to maintaining my weight up and down a little bit in the last 18 months. Um, But It takes constant vigilance. And I so prefer this kind of hard, this kind of mindfulness, than I do feeling 
exhausted all the time and depressed all the time and overwhelmed all the time. And as usual, you have really summed it up. Thank you. There is no I in quit, there everybody. There is no I in quit. Caw-caw! I think it's now time for the product of the week. Pow! Pow! The product of the week this week is the Fitbit. Now, the Fitbit we call our digital overlord. It, it sure is. It looks like a watch, which it is, but it also... <laughs> <laughs> there are different kinds of Fitbit. We we both have a Fitbit Ionic. Um, uh, Catherine started with a... What did you have? An Alta? I had the Flex, which oh, was Flex. like basically just uh, a t- not even a tip calculator. Um, all it did was track steps. Um, which was totally fine for me when I started. I didn't need to know what my heart rate was when I started. I just wanted to see if I was getting in steps. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a gadget guy, and I was thinking about getting a smartwatch anyway, and then Fitbit happened right about the same time I was starting to think about uh, actually losing some weight. Um, Fitbit came out with the Blaze, um, and so that was the, the one I started with. And then... Uh, they came out with the uh, Ionic uh, last Christmas time, I think, and uh, I think it was a Christmas gift for yeah, me, right? So, or a and and gift. I got I got one from my mom for my birthday. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Uh, so, monitoring your habits is something that we have found really helpful. There is nothing magical about a Fitbit. There is nothing magical about a Garmin. There is nothing magical about any tracker. Yeah, there are other fitness trackers out there, but they're not going to by themselves change your life. No. Um, You have to actually use them. But what it did for me was it showed me that I wasn't moving. I, uh, you know, which you think I would have known that I wasn't moving because it was me, but I actually had physical evidence of the fact that I wasn't moving. I mean, they tell you to set a benchmark of 10,000 steps. I think I was getting like, you know, three in a day or possibly four. And it was just a matter of, you know what, let me see if I can do five. Oh, I can do five every day. Let me see if I can get to seven. Oh my goodness, let's see if I can up it to 10 and do that. And, you know, now my daily goal is 20,000 steps a day, which I don't always hit, but it's just a part of my life now. And it forces me to get up and move. I have alarms set that, that make me get 250 steps an hour during the day. And it it allows me to know for sure that I'm hitting my exercise goals or not and and what what I need to change in order to get there. Well, and I think too when I when I first got my Fitbit, I thought I was pretty active. I mean, I drove everywhere and circled parking lots for <laughs> for 20 minutes trying to find the sweet spot, but I thought I was moving a lot and it turned out I was getting about 1200 to 1500 steps a day, which is part of the tableau that I made for myself of yeah, being ooh, 200, 250 pounds, driving half a block to Rite Aid uh, instead of just walking there. Um, so it has helped me really be present and aware of how much I'm moving or how little I'm moving. As Donald said, um, you know, I, I think I was kind of obsessive about it at first. And now, like, a bad day for me is five times better than me of three years ago and um for sure and it is just a it is something to stay present with it is something to uh to help me see and you know it's, it's like a visual representation of my goals and um 
they are fantastic motivators. Um, you can join Fitbit challenges. Yeah, We've it, talked about that before. Yeah, the Fitbit challenges are super motivating for me. I actually won a work week hustle this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way to go. So having a pedometer, having a Fitbit, uh, something to monitor your progress. And the only person you're competing against is the he or she or they in the mirror. Yes. Um, you're you're just trying to do a little bit better than the you of before. Um, staying present, tracking how many days you're hitting your your goal. Um, they have been great, and uh, they they track your heart monitor. You can have cool, fun little backgrounds. We've got one. Yeah, looks like fall falling leaves have, right you can, now. You can change your faces on it. Um, and uh, good news, it's holiday time. Uh, this episode will be uh, coming out on uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving, or essentially Thanksgiving weekend, and there are probably some uh, Black Friday sales or C- Cyber Monday sales uh, on various Fitbit trackers or other yeah, fitness so trackers. Great time um, of year to ask. Great time to ask, uh, you know, Santa or Hanukkah Harry or uh, whoever visits your house with gifts. Um, for one, and uh, I'll put some links in the show notes to uh, to the various Fitbits, and uh, there you go. Well, and and to finish that thought off, this is the time to invest in yourself, whether it's a, a Fitbit tracker or some other tracker. We spend so much time. Uh, planning the pumpkin pie that we're going to make for Thanksgiving. Yeah, making those practice pies. Practice pies. Um, it is time to invest in yourself. It is time to invest in your future. And it is a small price to pay for accountability and for tracking your progress. So um, so uh, product of the week to you, Donald. Product of the week to you, pow! And one of the best ways to invest in yourself, you're already doing it. You're listening to this podcast. So thank you so much. We genuinely appreciate every single one of you, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Love comments, love suggestions, love feedback. Uh, You can deliver those to us on our Facebook page. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, We Only Look Thin. You can find us on Instagram at We Only Look Thin. You can find us on Twitter at at we only look thin. You can email us at we only look thin at gmail.com. And uh, we also have a website, we only look thin.com. And please uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And um, you know what would be a lovely present for us? Wow. If you would go on to iTunes and give us a little uh, rating and review. Yeah, and honestly, we have gotten so many wonderful reviews, uh, and uh, it's so awesome to see people that we uh, that are in our circle uh, telling us we're awesome. But it's also amazing what people we don't even know think we're awesome. Like someone just said on Weight Watcher Connect, someone mentioned us, and and on the My Favorite Murder uh, subgroups and stuff. So it's just it's super awesome. Yeah, it's to, really to it's know really gratifying to hear from everyone. Our message is getting out there, and so thank you for sharing it and for sharing your your struggles and your truths with us. Uh, and guess what? There's no quitting this this amazing podcast no. either. And uh, please try and remember as you go about your week that when you're trying to spell the word quit and you realize that there is an I in it, that, that Kathy d- and I are an, an inspiration. Asian, Asian, There is an I in inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
you should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.